Okay, I keep having to restart this recording because of various reasons and various things going on in my house. I just think that, you know, the universe doesn't want me to make this episode because I was in Colorado when this got announced four days ago. So I'm already late to this announcement of the biggest conference realignment move in history. I'm stressed. I'm tired. Welcome back, everybody, to the Center of College Football. I'm your host, Jeffrey Kelly, and recording, as always, from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska. And today, we have to talk about the absolutely monstrous move of USC and UCLA into the Big Ten Conference. That's right, the Big Ten, where the closest state is Nebraska, four states away. This is absolutely huge. And I really don't know what to do with this information. We haven't seen much of a retaliation move um, from any of the big conferences for the SEC's grab of Texas and Oklahoma. We saw the Big 12 pick up some teams, but that was more of a survival mechanism. The Big Ten's fine. They'll be able to survive, but now they're going to be at the top of the mountain alone with the SEC, in my opinion. So this is going to change the way that college football is played forever. And I thought, what a better time to talk about um, my predictions for how conference realignment will shake out. So let's go ahead and jump right in after I talk about a little bit of the history of this last year and how conference realignment has gone. So it started out with about a year ago, the SEC decided to reach out and have Texas Texas and Oklahoma join their conference, bringing them to the first 16-team conference since the WAC. I'm sorry if I'm a little distracted. It's July 3rd. And I really want to get this episode out because I'm so excited. And this is, this is huge. This is something I've dreamed for ever since I've heard about the history of Colorado and Nebraska's moves um, changing up the way college football was played about 10 years ago. So getting back into it, Oklahoma and Texas joined the SEC, getting them to 16 teams. After that happened, the Big 12 kind of freaked out as they were down to eight teams and um, reached out to the American Conference, grabbed three teams in Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, and grabbed BYU out of the independents. This caused the American Conference to make a power move of their own and reach out and pretty much just completely raid um, the Conference USA, as they were down to eight teams, so they would grab six out of the Conference USA, getting North Texas, Rice, UTSA, Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, and UAB. After that happened, the Sun Belt reached over to the Conference USA and grabbed Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion, and pulled up James Madison from the FCS. This caused the Conference USA to really freak out as they were down to five teams and kind of scrounged together a ragtag team, ragtag team, getting New Mexico State and Liberty from the Independence, as well as Sam Houston and Jacksonville State. Did I hit all of them? Mountain West, Mountain West is still normal. Nothing's really changed there. So was the MAC, um, and the AA, or I'm sorry, the ACC and the. Pac-12 and the Big Ten hadn't really done much until this past Thursday when the Big Ten reached out and grabbed USC and UCLA. So here we are. This is where we stand right now. Um, the new Sun Belt will take shape this upcoming season of 2022. Um, pretty much everything else at uh, the Group of Five level and as well as the Big 12 will take place in the 2023 season. The American teams will start um, in 2023, the new Big 12 will take shape in 2023, um, 
and the new Conference USA will start in 2023. USC and UCLA will move to the Big Ten in 2024, and Texas and Oklahoma aren't scheduled to move into the SEC until 2025, though I expect it will be a little bit sooner than that if they can, as this is the move that started everything. So I'm going to go ahead and um, just talk about what I think is going to happen for the future of college football. I'm sorry if this does seem a little choppy. I Again, it's July 3rd. I have plans tonight, and I really didn't have a lot of time to make up notes. Um, literally, all I have is pictures of the new conferences that I've made. So sorry if this episode's a little raw, unscripted, but I really just wanted to get my ideas out. So I think the SEC for now is set. They're probably the best conference in the country. They have 16 teams. I don't think there's much of a reason to expand more, right now at least. Um, 16 teams seems perfect. As for the Big Ten, I also think that they stay. There's been talks about um, the Big Ten also grabbing Cal, Stanford, Colorado, Utah, um, Oregon, and Washington, but I just don't see it. 22 teams is a lot, and when you get up to that number, you kind of start, I think, neglecting your members, and that's pretty much just having two conferences left together. I think it's a lot. So pending that they decide to keep divisions, um, which I believe they will. I think the SEC West will look like Arkansas, Mississippi State, Missouri, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Texas, and LSU. If you're going to break that more down into two pods, which I think is definitely a possibility, I would say um, Oklahoma, Texas, Missouri, and Arkansas, and then Mississippi State, Ole Miss, um, Texas A&M, and then LSU. As far as the East goes, I would say that's going to end up being Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and South Carolina. If you're going to break that down more into pods, I'd say the Alabama teams and the Tennessee teams are one pod, and then Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina for one pod. I think that conference is pretty much set, or those two conferences. Now, I'm going to go through the conferences based on what order I think this ripple effect is going to start happening in, um, what's going to happen next, and go in the order of that and kind of go through the domino effect. So I think the next thing that happens is I think the Big 12 goes full colonizer. Um, they already stretch from Orlando, Florida to Provo, Utah. I think they stretch that from Orlando, Florida to Seattle, Washington. I think they go into the Pac-12 and poach four more teams. My personal opinion, I think they grab Washington, Oregon, Stanford, and Utah. Washington and Oregon because they are two of the most marketable brands in college football. They're huge. They've been really at the top of the Pac-12 for as long as it's been the Pac-12. Um, they're just great teams. Stanford will take the Big 12's education um, status up so much, as well as their athletics as a whole. Stanford's football team has been meh the last few years, but they are one of the best schools in the country, and I think will definitely help. Um, as well as getting them into the California market. And out of the remaining teams that haven't joined a new conference, they seem like the best team possible. As for Utah, while it doesn't add any new land, there's a couple of reasons why Utah is a good idea for them. Um, first and foremost, Utah is just a good team. Um, this team is considered a playoff team this year by many, myself included, and could do a lot of damage. And the bigger portion for me, or the bigger reason for me, is that they kind of are the connector for all of the new members in the Pac-12, or I'm sorry, in the new Big 12. 
They were in the Pac-12 with Stanford, Oregon, and Washington, of course. They spent time with current Big 12 member TCU when they were in the WAC as well as the Mountain West, and obviously they have some heavy history with the newest member of BYU. I think they'll be a good job to kind of meld all of these teams together and make a really fun, really solid conference. So as far as the divisions go, I will say the Big Ten West would be BYU, Oregon, Stanford, TCU, Texas Tech, Utah, Washington, and Baylor, and the Big Ten or um, and the Big Twelve East will be Cincinnati, Houston, Iowa State, Kansas, Oklahoma State, UCF, West Virginia, and Kansas State. I know I talked a little bit about the pods in the previous conferences, but I feel like that's going to get a little more complicated here. If you guys want a more in-depth breakdown of each of these conferences, if I want to do pods, what cross-divisional rivals could look like, please let me know. Um, I really am trying to get this episode out quick. I may do a more in-depth breakdown later. But that is the way I see the new Big 12 shaking out. Now, after that, I think the Pac-12 kind of freaks out. They're down to six teams and I think what they do is they create a merger with the Mountain West and make a new conference similar to what the Southwest and the Big 8 did back in 96, I think that was, um, when they created the Big 12. And I think they create what is known as the Pacific Coast Conference. So I think the new Pacific Coast Conference, um, if that's the name we're going to go by, will look a little something like this. Out of the... Pacific Coast West, I think you'll have Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State from the Pac-12, as well as Fresno State, Hawaii, San Diego State, San Jose State, and Boise State out of the Mountain West. And in the um, Pacific Coast East, you'll have Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado out of the Pac-12, as well as Colorado State, Nevada, UNLV, Utah State, and Wyoming. Nevada and Boise State could really switch between the divisions because um, I think Boise State's actually a little more east, but as far as keeping rivalries go, this seemed like the best possible outcome. So that's the 16-team conference of the new Pacific Coast Conference. Now, if you were paying attention, you may notice that there are two teams missing from the Pacific, or from the Mountain West that are moving into the Pacific Coast because 6 plus 12 is 18. That checks out. I only list off 16 teams. Where are the other two, Jeffrey? Well, I'll tell you guys. There's two teams that I didn't name were New Mexico and Air Force. Now, New Mexico may seem like a pretty obvious team to leave out. They're not the best. I went back and forth between them and UNLV, but I think UNLV will want to try to keep their status um, and stay with Nevada if at all possible. As far as Air Force goes, I think it's mutually beneficial for them to leave. Um, out of the three military schools, Army is the only independent, and I think Air Force kind of follows suit. I think they realize that there's really no need for a conference. You know, conferences for a, a big reason um, is to bring in revenue. Now, being a military school, they don't have to worry about their school getting shut down, I don't think. And they're already only a football member um they're in the patriot league so is navy so is army for every other sport and so i think that the new pacific coast will want a member that is full-blown rather than one that is just um a conference only member or i'm sorry a football only member um 
So I think Air Force leaves and becomes an independent. As far as New Mexico, I think that um, the Sun Belt will nab them up here. I think that you know, Sun Belt's currently at 14 teams, and they want to expand just a little bit more west and grab New Mexico, which brings me to my next point, bringing um, the Sun Belt to 15 teams. Now, 15 teams is kind of an odd number, and I think that kind of, how do I say this? This will happen about the same time as what I'm going to talk about with the a ACC. I think the Sun Belt will want to get one more team to get to an even 16. Now, I think that they go after the Conference USA. The Conference USA seems like the absolute weakest conference right now. We're seeing it nine teams. We haven't had a team or a conference with less than 10 teams since the Sun Belt in, I think, 2013. Um, this team is composed of everyone who wasn't poached from the American or the Sun Belt and some FC FCS and Independence ragtags. And I think that the Sun Belt tries to go after the weakest and... Um, most beneficial link. Now, if you look at the nine teams for the Conference USA, um, here's the team that I think they'll go after. I don't think New Mexico State, Liberty, Jacksonville State, or Sam Houston will leave. They just signed on to be on the Conference USA, and dipping that quickly is something I don't see happening. Now, out of the five Conference USA members remaining, Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky were both pretty adamant about staying, which gets us down to three. Louisiana Tech, UTEP, and Florida International. I think that the Sun Belt goes and nabs Florida International. Here's a couple reasons why. First of all, the Sun Belt already has footholds in Texas and Louisiana. They have Louisiana Monroe and Louisiana Lafayette, as well as Texas State. They don't have anything in Florida. Florida's obviously a huge market, and even more so the Miami market. Louisiana Tech, I think, has some higher prowess, higher esteem to their program name, and has a chance of getting a better conference. Florida International and UTEP, I'm not so sure. And if the Sun Belt gets Florida International, they will be one of two conferences in the country that can say that they have teams in Florida, Georgia, and Texas, three of the recruiting hotbeds of the country. And on top of that, they'll be one of two conferences in the country that can say that they have a spot in Atlanta, and Miami. That's huge. Absolutely huge for recruiting. So with this new Sun Belt, I think it shakes out in the Sun Belt West. You have Arkansas State, Louisiana, Lafayette, Louisiana, Monroe, South Alabama, Troy, Southern Miss, Texas State, and New Mexico. And in the Sun Belt East, you have Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Florida International, Marshall, Old Dominion, Appalachian State, Coastal Carolina, and James Madison. The other thing, too, is if Louisiana Tech and Texas, or I'm sorry, or UTEP came in, you would split up some rivalries more. Uh, Troy and South Alabama would be in different divisions, pending you did East and West. And I think that this is the just best possible option. Looking at those three, I think this one works the best. So we have the Sun Belt set, the Pacific Coast Conference set, the Big Ten, and the SEC set. You have... Um, and the Big 12. You have four Power 5 conferences set if the Pacific stays a power conference, as well as the Sun Belt. But what happens to the ACC? The ACC has been pretty quiet in this thing. They've stayed pretty close-knit together, and 
haven't made a lot of noise. I think they go out and grab two teams from the American Athletic Conference. Those two teams, I think, will be Memphis and SMU. Now, I know that those sound very out of place, and they are, um, but the fact that we now have a conference that sp spreads from Los Angeles to Maryland, I don't think geography really matters as much anymore. I'm trying to keep them somewhat together, but here's the reason I think that this is the best. The American is obviously weaker than it used to be without Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. The argument that they are a power conference is pretty much gone now. Um, SMU and Memphis were probably the most snubbed from the Big 12. And by doing this, it, it's mutually beneficial. The Mustangs and the Tigers get into a conference that has a good name to it, is a Power 5 conference. And the um, ACC gets into markets that are pretty big that they haven't had before. The Dallas-Fort Worth market, getting a foothold in Texas, as well as the Memphis market with, obviously, Memphis. This is a huge deal for them. So the conferences were kind of hard to split up if I wanted to keep all the rivalries together and make them seem kind of even, but I did my best. So I think the ACC South, I guess, um, I don't know what the names would be. Um, you want to keep Atlantic and Coastal, that's fine. doesn't really matter. Um, because there are some teams in, I guess, the South that are more North. Anyways, I'd say it would be Clemson, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Memphis, Miami, SMU, and Pitt. And then in the other division, you have Duke, NC State, North Carolina, Syracuse, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, and Boston College. So those are the teams that I have in the new ACC. Um, and then moving on to the... American, which I think will happen next. Um, after losing those pretty big teams, they deliver a final death blow to the Conference USA and pretty much just absorb all of it. There's eight teams remaining. They're sitting at, I think I said 12. Um, I think they lose those two teams, and I think that they also lose Navy. Um, after Navy sees Air Force leave the Mountain West and Army stay an independent, I think they also realize that they don't really need a conference anymore. They've outgrown it and that there's not a huge need for it. So they lose those three teams, they go down to 11, and I think they grab um, the last, or a few of the last few teams from the Conference USA. I think they grab UTEP, Sam Houston, Louisiana Tech, Jacksonville State, and Louisville. As far as Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee State, I'll get to them in a minute. But New Mexico State, I think, goes back to being independent. They're not a real powerful program. Um, and I think it's probably just best for them to go back to that. So the new American, I think, in, I guess, the American West will be North Texas, Rice, Tulane, Tulsa, UTEP, UTSA, Louisiana Tech, and Sam Houston. Yeah, you got two teams left from... The American, the Conference USA could have had, could have survived if they just merged or something. And then in the American East, you'll have Charlotte, East Carolina, Florida Atlantic, South Florida Temple, UAB, Jacksonville State, and the Liberty Flames. So every conference is accounted for at this point, except for the Mid-American Conference. And there's two teams kind of floating around, Middle Tennessee State and Western Kentucky probably figure out what's going to happen now 
as loyal of the, as those two teams have been to their conference, I think they realize that it's kind of at an end here. And the MAC is one of the more stable conferences. They don't make a ton of noise. They do what they need to do. They don't think they necessarily feel like they have to to survive, but just kind of to keep up. So I think the MAC goes out and grabs four more teams. I think Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky are definitely the main two. And then I think they pull up two from the FCS. The first one is Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa has always been a very solid FCS team. They're in the Missouri Valley Conference, probably the SEC of the FCS. God, that was hard to say. And so they bring them up. The other one, I went kind of back and forth between um, Southern Illinois and Illinois State. I think you could really make an argument for either. I'm leaning more towards Southern Illinois. I think they've been a little more promising as of late. Um, you could really make an argument for either. If it's Look, if it's not Southern Illinois, I think it'll be Illinois State. And if it's not Illinois State, it's going to be Southern Illinois. As far as the Dakota schools, which probably you guys are asking, thinking about, <clears throat> I think if they wanted to move up, they would have moved up by now. North Dakota State is definitely the most promising out of all of those. But I think they've you know acknowledged that they just kind of like beating up on the lower level programs. And I think the four Dakota schools kind of want to stay together. North Dakota, I think, is a little more volatile and could move up, but I feel like this is the best option, um, keeping the conference kind of close knit. So I think the divisions would end up being in the MAC East, uh, Akron, Buffalo, Kent State, Miami, Middle Tennessee, Ohio, Western Kentucky, and Bowling Green. And then in the MAC West, Central, Eastern, Western Michigan, Toledo, Northern Illinois, Ball State, Northern Iowa, and then probably Southern Illinois. So you have eight conferences, four definite power fives, three group of fives on the Pacific Coast. I don't know where they'll fall. Um, as far as the independents go, uh, you have seven remaining. Um, Air Force, Army, and Navy I already talked about. I think they feel like they've outgrown conferences and don't need to go anywhere. Notre Dame has so much pride. I thought about them in the Big Ten, but after this move uh, of USC and UCLA, I don't see it happening. And then you have UConn, UMass, and New Mexico State. These are three of the worst programs in college football, and I don't think anyone really wants them. That uh, sounds terrible, but it's just what it is. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry this episode is kind of rushed. Um, if you guys want a more in-depth version, please let me know. I kind of want to make a more in-depth version. I may just do it just for fun, uh, whether you guys want it or not. So I know it's all kind of fast, but I wanted to get this out because this is huge news that will affect college football forever. So with that, I'm your host, Jeffrey Kelly, recording as always from the Center of College Football, signing out.